Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom, and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen, and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. I am here today with Debbie Seal Cabano. I'm very excited to hear your story. I know you're in a band with Miss Cindy Lou, yes. who was my very first That's podcast my claim interview. To fame. And <laughs> your claim to fame. I'm the bongo player. <laughs> Well, great. And we haven't really had a chance to, to chat too much beforehand, so this will be the first time I've heard your story as well. And uh, Thanks again, for asking. Thank you for sharing, yeah. So you just told me you are from Texas? Yes, right outside of Austin. Ah, okay, just lots of folks from Austin. Austin that either come here to visit or have actually yeah, moved here. Well, it's, so. an easy, it's an easy flight. Yeah. It's just a couple hours. So. Cool, and you live here full-time? Yeah, pretty much. We go back for doctor's appointments. Okay. like that to check on that. We still have a house there. Okay. So we check on the house. My brother's living there. My son, one of my sons is still living there. Okay. So. And how long ago did you move to Mexico? Well, we bought our house in 1999. Oh, okay. But we used it as a vacation property. Okay. Because the kids were small. Okay. In school. Lee uh, was able to come about four times a year. I stayed back with the kids and would come during the summer. Okay. And then after we retired, we leveled it and rebuilt uh, like our dream house. Okay. So it was an existing structure uh, at the time. It It wasn't a lot. and It was built around a palapa structure. Okay. The poles. Sure. And um, after a while, the termites moved in, and they were eating our house from the inside out. Oh, dear. So it, one time we, we uh, went during the summer, and there was a big hole in the wall. We could see the neighbor's house, the termites had eaten a big hole in the wall. Oh, my. It was ready to collapse on us. <laughs> we were lucky it didn't. I guess that's why there's so many concrete houses on the island, right? Our house now is nothing but concrete. (laughs) The only wood we have is our kitchen table and chairs. Oh. That's it. So when did did you retire? When when did you? We retired in 2014. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've had a, going on six years? Um, Yeah, well, it took a little bit of time to build. Oh, okay. So, and in the meantime, we would come like every other month and, and see how it was going, and um, we'd stay for about two or three weeks. And then okay. Go back home. All right. So, and like you say, it's easy to get back and forth to Texas. It's oh yeah, pretty pretty yeah. easy flight. Uh huh. Cool. And how was that uh, process that of uh, retiring and building a house overseas? Um, did you? find it exciting or stressful yes, or both or <laughs> well of course both you know right uh, but mostly exciting yeah um it was i mean the, we were building our 
our dream house, you know, one that we expected to live in full time. Sure. So um, it was exciting to design it and to choose, you know, all the uh, the features of it, you know, the colors and the uh, even even the faucets, you know, is exciting. Sure. Wait, had you ever built a house before? Yeah. Okay, so you've been through the process before. We don't. uh, We're we're slow learners, actually, because uh, it's a nice it's a nice little lot, but we're it's got a wall on both sides, and our windows are kind of high up, narrow windows. We get no cross breeze, so it's hot, but we like heat. (laughs) (laughs) We like the heat. It's fine. You, yeah, well, in Texas, it's pretty warm, too. Uh, oh, so, yeah. It's sometimes hotter. And, so the climate wasn't a big humidity. change. the humidity. Yes. The humidity here. You take a shower, you try to dry off, but they're, you're just as wet as you were when you got in. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But this time of year is beautiful. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've, uh, we've been really enjoying it without life without air conditioning. Yeah last couple months well good so can you tell me how did this whole idea of investing overseas come about um we talked about it for years um we came here on our honeymoon Ah. in in 1981 wow lee mi esposo Uh had been here before in the late 70s and uh we and he wanted me to come down so uh, we had already taken a car trip down the coast to the Tampico, La Pesca area. Okay. And he always just really liked Mexico. I had never been before. Took French in high school <laughs> instead of Spanish, you know. We were studying textbooks while the Spanish class across the hall was having a fiesta. I knew I had made a mistake. That's funny. So um, we came, we, back then you flew into Merida. Okay. You fly into Merida because there was, there was really no, no Cancun. Cancun. Okay. And take a bus. But we spent a few days in Merida and uh, visited some ruined sites and then took a bus uh, here and took the ferry across. The old the ferries. The old ferry, yes. Yeah, the, like the Nina Pena and the Santa Maria, whatever. <laughs> They were I remember. Slow. <laughs> they were slow. Uh, stayed at Hotel Martinez downtown and uh, drank a lot of gin and played a lot of cards. And, you know, it was just lovely. And, uh, and then we started talking about, even way back then, retirement. You know, we were in our late 20s. But wow. we were still thinking about that far ahead. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't it be cool to live here? You know, it'd be so much fun. And so we just, uh, you know, we kept that in the back of our minds. Uh, had the opportunity to go out with a realtor one, mm-hmm. uh, one visit during the summer. And at the time, our house is in Laboria, uh, alongside the Catholic Church. Okay. There. It's the it's the street that has the basketball court and the tortilleria. Okay. Um, the streets were sand, 
Yes. There was no street signs, you know. You'd just tell um, the taxi driver a landmark, you know. Sure. Where you, you still do. I don't think many of them. Oh, yeah. No, people ask yeah. us for addresses mm -hmm. to the house, and I pretty much say, um, addresses is going to help you. Such, you know, <laughs> across the street from such and such. Right. Yeah. So, and nobody was in there at the time. It was locked up. We climbed over the wall and looked in the windows. It's just a little one-room casita uh, with a living area, a small kitchen, and a bathroom and a detached room, a very odd little room that was narrow, had a green corrugated roof, and it was slanted, and it always leaked. We, uh, we put the boys in there with a TV and just, you know, lived in a good part of the house. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that was our little casino. Uh, it was the cheapest property on the island. I was going to say, yeah. you probably didn't pay a whole lot for 30, it. $30,000. Wow. For it. Yeah. I, we were just looking online at Moondock, and I said, this is a cute house. You know, we should go look. And so after we bought it, uh, I, went, I stayed back home with the kids. They were in school. And Lee flew down and furnished the whole thing. Went across to tell Bodega, you know, sure. uh, a bed and some chairs and a table and kitchen uh, uh, appliances and forks and knives and spoons and plates. And uh, he was uh, sending me uh, pictures online, emailing me pictures. And there was this big crab that had gotten into our courtyard and was climbing the steps, wanting to come in the house. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. And it has been. It has been fun. So may I ask, uh, what's your husband's professional background? Your, your um, he, is, he was a mail carrier. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was a registered nurse. Okay. For 30, for 30, well, I worked at a hospital in Austin for 36 and a half years. Wow, okay. And uh, I, I took, I, I had to take an early retirement, or I decided to, because I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Okay. In 2012. Okay. And I worked for another year and a half and then decided to hang up the gloves, you know, just enjoy life. Sure. And uh, he was so jealous he had to retire at the same time. <laughs> so, but that kick-started the whole thing, you know. And, uh, we've had a great time. Well, I was going to ask you if you've had any challenges. Has that yeah, that's been, been a, a challenge? That's, a challenge. that's definitely a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. But, you know, you, you have to look at it in a different way. If if this hadn't if it happened to me, I would still be working at the hospital. Ah. You know, I would I we wouldn't have that beautiful house that we have now. Right. I wouldn't know the friends that I have here. Um, so in a way, you could say that it's like a blessing. In it's a gift. Yeah. 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 
and I control it pretty well. Well, it's it seems like they've really made, come a long way um, with yeah. treatment. And yeah, I mean, I take I take my meds and um, I exercise. I take uh, salsa lessons in the mornings with Ciro. Okay, three times a week, and um, I sometimes take boxing lessons from my neighbor uh, <laughs> Guillermo, who lives on the corner and has a little boxing gym that he, he made uh, around the corner and he's got chickens and ducks and you know it's just, it's just <laughs> a great environment and a nice guy who helps me with my Spanish <laughs> so um, yeah and then and then of course the language barrier is a challenge also okay like I said I did not have much foresight. I took French in junior high and high school and not Spanish. So um, when we came on our honeymoon, I didn't speak a word of Spanish. Does your husband speak Spanish? He he was he was a smart guy. He took Spanish in school. Okay. You know? So he did know enough to get by. He speaks and understands Spanish better than I do. Okay. Um, but it's getting better. You know, I... I try to chat up cab drivers and neighbors and um, and the people that I see every day, like Ciro. And, um, it's a, you know, I think I learn a little bit uh, every day. You know, I'm pretty good with vocabulary, but putting it together is yeah, is a challenge. So the tenses. Mm-hmm. I find that too. That's probably the one of the biggest challenges is the yeah. And and I've studied it in college, and so but still, if I went to college in Minnesota, there weren't very many people that spoke Spanish. So you, it's one thing to yeah. learn it; it's a completely right. different thing well, to practice it. Well, at the hospital too. When I worked at the hospital, we had a large uh, Hispanic, uh, Spanish-speaking only uh, patient. Sure, population. So. Uh, we had to learn medical Spanish. Uh-huh. So, uh, and we had translator phones, too. But I would always try to uh, speak to them myself instead of relying on the, trans- on the translator. The only thing I, you know, I tried to, I tried to ask them yes or no questions. <laughs> right. Or simple things like, what time did your baby eat? Right. Um, I can understand, I could understand numbers and stuff. Sure. But, you know, it's, uh, it's been a journey. I speak more Spanish than I ever thought I would. So. uh, Well, there's nothing like immersion, right? You just get into it. Exactly. Yeah. Figure it out. I've taken some classes here too on the island. Um, Some Spanish lessons. Uh Uh-huh. Teachers. Well, good for you, Spanish and salsa. And oh. so the bongo drums. Tell me about yeah. the bongo drums. Okay. How did that come about? I just have always loved percussion. Okay. And um, so I asked for some bongos for my birthday, which I did not get. And so I just went to Cancun and bought them myself. <laughs> Had a girl. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I actually had taken djembe uh, lessons at a uh, West African drumming uh, 
studio in in Austin for about six months. And uh, so I've got a beautiful djembe that Lee just brought over a few months ago. And um, so I asked Ciro if he would teach me the bongos. Okay. And he said, sure, you know, that was his favorite kind of drum. He said, conga player. Oh, okay. But, you know, he knows how to play everything, believe me. And uh, so I've taken lessons for about a year. And uh, in the meantime, I also decided to take up the ukulele. Ah, So uh, you got to do something when you're retired, right? (laughs) Did you have any uh, musical background at all before? I took piano lessons when I was a kid. All right. So familiarity with reading music, that helps. Sure. Um, So so I got a laptop conga and my bongos and my djembe, and I take lessons from zero twice a week. Okay. And then uh, on Sundays, they have live music there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll play for Cindy. Right. And then uh, he'll let me play with the uh, Cuban salsa band there, oh. which is a lot of fun. It's a lot of practice and for me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I can tell, I can tell that, I can tell that Sarah's proud of, <laughs> of me up there playing with Augustine. And, of course, he's your yeah, teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I've got five ukuleles. Wow. Uh, sometimes I'll teach somebody and loan them one of them. Mm-hmm. And so five ukuleles and three drums at the house. Wow. So it's, uh, it's getting a little congested. But <laughs> Does your husband play music at all? No. No? Not his thing? No, no, no. <laughs> he doesn't know much about music. <laughs> no. But, you know, the, the little um, art fairs that they have? Yes. Um, not, not the island ones, but the ones that we have people all over Mexico coming. Mm-hmm. Right. There were there was a booth that was selling like handmade ukuleles and guitars, and so I bought one. It was about thirty something dollar U.S. dollars. It was the worst ukulele I've ever played on, but it I learned chords on it. You know, it was useful. Mm-hmm. I gave it to a friend. She displays it on the wall. Which there you is, go. Uh, that's always good for Always good for me. Yeah. And so um, I I like to do, I'm busy all the time. I mean, that's, I, I think that's a common easy. question is, you know, people, oh, well, oh, what am I going to do, do when I retire? retire? I'm going to be bored. You and... have to find something. I, I am never bored, ever. Uh, we built uh, in our house my own art studio. Oh, fantastic. So I spend a lot of time in there. Photography is what I enjoy most. Okay. And But I do sewing. I, I'm a knitter. Uh, we have a knitting group on Monday nights. I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I just, I do, I try to teach myself watercolor and stuff. I make journal, uh, handmade journals and 
just uh, I just try to keep busy. Okay. And how about your husband? Most of the night. Is is he has he found some things to do too? Yeah, he takes care of everything else while I <laughs> while I'm in my art studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm grateful to have him because uh, uh, he knows that keeping me stress free mm. is uh, important. The best medicine to to manage Parkinson's symptoms. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, stress is a big trigger for uh, tremors and, okay. and symptoms. So, um, you know, he'll he he takes up the slack. Nice. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com, www.castillito. C-A-R-I-B-E dot com. We look forward to seeing you soon. Integrity Vacation Property Management. Trust, truth, results. From buyer's representative services to rental market analysis, staging, marketing, and full-service property management, achieving your goals is our top priority. Visit our website at www.integrityvpm.com and get our free guide, Self-Manage or Hire, a Property Owner's Checklist of Issues to Consider. Contact us for a free consultation to see if we can help you maximize the return on your investments. Integrity VPM, raising the bar in vacation property management. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. Do you do any traveling? Aside from going back uh, well, to Austin? occasionally, when we go back home, we usually take turns because we have three dogs. Oh, okay. It's hard to find somebody who will dog sit in your house. Three dogs right. that are a little high maintenance. You know, I've got two old girls, 14 and almost oh, 14, 13 and 12, who are on medication and, you know, they have their problems, and then uh, I have Chokey, who is a little bit uh, famoso in La Gloria. Everybody knows who Chokey is. I've tried to make him um, a little bit famous, like on Facebook, but I mean, everybody knows who he is anyway. He has a reputation in the neighborhood. What kind of dog is he? He's um, part Sharpay. And just part, I think he's got a little bit of pit in okay. him. And then whatever else mix there is in there. So he's an island dog? He's an island dog. And he used to belong to our next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. But he was running the streets. 
and hanging out at Bosto's. That's why. Okay. He, he, I don't know how he found it, but he found Bosto's. They liked him. They fed him. And uh, I took a liking to him. That was the first time I saw him was in Bosto's Grill. Okay. It was pouring down rain. We were the only ones in there. And he was trying to get get out of the rain. This was in 2014. Okay. And um, and they were trying to shoo him out. I said, no, no, let him let him stay. And so uh, I I brought him over to my side, you know, I was maddening, you know, giving him little snacks under the table. Next day, he shows up at my house. Really? And I said, how did he know where we live? And, um, well, turns out he was raised next door. Uh, I didn't know okay. that. But, you know, you'd see him eating trash in the streets. And, mm-hmm. and so we decided, uh, well, I, okay, I decided to invite him in. And I'd open up the gate and I'd look both ways because I didn't want to be accused of dog napping and let him come in. Let him take a nice nap on the air-conditioned tile. Created a bond between us. And uh, uh, pretty soon we moved in full-time. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah. We had to have uh, surgery on his eyes because uh, Sharpays have that uh, extra skin. Oh, the, the hooded, hooded eyelids. It's called like... entropion. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Delfino, the veterinarian here, uh, did surgery, took off the extra skin, tacked it back, and uh, you know he he always was squinty eyed with drainage coming out of his eye. Now he can see an iguana a half a mile away. A half yeah, a half a mile away he he would be able to see an iguana. That's his uh, passion. <laughs> he likes iguanas though. That's all we do when we go for walks. He he knows exactly where he has seen an ex, an iguana uh, at any time. You know, he might have just seen it like at the closet. He saw an iguana in there once. Now he's convinced that they are in the harboring <laughs> iguanas in there. <laughs> saw one in the Catholic Church. Now he thinks they're hiding iguanas. In and he has to check it out every day. He's a character. <laughs> and he gets along with your other two? Yes, uh, from the get-go. Nice. Yeah. So you've got your, your uh, Peril family here. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, he, uh, when, Lee, when Lee leaves to go back to Austin, well, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't say anything in case he listens to this. <laughs> well, he probably he knows anyway. Chucky sleeps with me in bed. <laughs> he's gone, and he'll just it's like he's wearing a watch on his leg. You know, he'll just check the time. Wait for it's about eight thirty. I think I'll go on to bed. You know, he'll just saunter into our bedroom and get into bed. <laughs> Not allowed when your husband's here, I take it. Right. He He's not crazy about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, 
they're dogs are pack animals. Sure. I'm a, you know, so are we actually, you know, mm-hmm. and so I I enjoy having the dogs close by. Sure. They're my babies. Well, and you know. The research has indicated they're really good for us medically as well. They, sure. they really reduce stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You are right. <laughs> so, good medicine. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, tell me about your, your boys. You have... Uh, I have three boys. Okay. They're all adults. Um, okay. My oldest son is 37. Okay. My, um, my middle son is 28. And my youngest is uh, 26. And how do they feel about you living in Mexico oh, or outside care. the country? They, they don't care. It never bothered son. them when you moved at all? Or no, were they... they it didn't, okay. They're all... Pretty supportive. Yeah, they all have their own lives, you know. Okay. Uh, my middle son uh, misses me. Uh, or misses us more than the other two. Mm-hmm. He's still living in our house. In, oh, okay. Uh, in Texas, um, and he enjoys our visits, and I, and I enjoy seeing him too. My youngest son, he moved to New Jersey, so okay. And my oldest son, he works in Austin. Austin. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they. You know, the only one that's been down here to visit is my is my youngest. Mm. He's been down a couple of times. The other two aren't even interested in really? down. No. Interesting. My uh, my oldest son minored in Spanish in okay. college and taught Spanish in a, a high school. Okay. Uh, and he used to come to Isla Mujeres with his uh, geography professor. And take, uh, he would come every year with a group of students. And he just remembers how it used to be, as opposed to how it is now, much busier, much more touristy, and he's not interested. Just doesn't care for it? No. Yeah. No. So. I, I can understand that. Yeah. It has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. It's getting pretty crowded here. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful place. It so is a beautiful place. Can't, yeah. You can't blame people you for coming. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm one of them. So aside from your family, did you have any pushback on this this idea of moving outside the country for retirement? Or did you have uh, uh, any, fr- yeah, any, any other family or friends? Or um, did anybody think you're crazy? or, or uh, Well, um... Not really. You know, a lot of people back there, um, they, they're always asking me, well, do you feel safe down there? Okay. That's the big issue with everybody is they don't think that it's safe. Um, but we've had a lot of visitors. We've had a lot of my friends, co-workers um, come down and visit and family and, um, and have had a great time. So I think that most people are just happy they have someplace fun to go to. You know, anybody come see us. Sure. And how do you respond to that concern of is it safe? What do you What do you tell? Um, what do you say? I how say, do you respond? Well, how many homicides were there in Austin <laughs> the last month? You know? Right. Um, 
you know, every place has its ups and downs, and uh, uh, I feel safe on this island. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just wherever you are in the world, whether you're at home or somewhere else, you just have to be aware of your surroundings and uh, you know, play it, play it safe. You know, it's uh, this is a beautiful island. We know a lot of people. We know a lot of locals that we have come to care a lot about. And um, uh, I just tell everybody that I feel as safe here as I do in Austin. Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, I don't regret moving here at all. <laughs> at all. Would you, do you have any uh, words of wisdom for for somebody that's thinking about maybe making a, a retirement move or or even? Uh, I would tell them, uh, like we say in Austin, uh, don't move here. It's too crowded. <laughs> I've heard that about Austin, actually, that people yeah. are starting to say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it has a similar well, phenomenon, right? Place. It's it's a city oh, that... It's the music capital of the world. Right. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot to do there. And, uh, it's a very cool uh, place to visit and live in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you miss being in a city? Like that at all? Or? I don't miss being in the city. There are a couple of things I miss, like Central Market, my HEB. In fact, sometimes I call the Shed or Hoey HEB. It's our grocery store. Ah, okay. Yeah. I do miss uh, Whole Foods. <laughs> so, uh, but other than that, I don't miss anything. No. Oh, what is there to miss, really? I have um, an amazing um, group of, of friends and support here. Uh, you know, I can drive and, you know, my friends back there, they're either still working or they're across town or they're in the next town over. Here, there's always somebody. They're so, it, it's, it's so compact that it's so yeah. close here. Yeah, well, good point. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you see people when they're so busy and you don't right. get to spend and that here, quality time? Our social our social calendar is booked. You know, almost every day there's something to do uh, and people to see. You know, we have a Thursday group that gets together uh, for happy hour at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I have my knitting group, uh, I have my salsa group, uh, you know, there's just, we have developed some very close relationships, and uh, it, it does a lot for me. Well, yeah, and I think that um, is something that I, is a theme that I'm hearing over and over as I talk to people, is that community right. is so strong here yeah. compared and to... We've even, We've even gone to visit our friends, like in Canada, that we know from here. Mm -hmm. You know, or we extend our our relationship beyond the island. When they go home during the summer, mm -hmm. if we have an opportunity, we go and visit somebody. Nice. And it's interesting to 
to see your friends, you know, in a different different setting. I would say that that's what I love most about living here is the um, the friends and relationships we've built. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that oh, you'd like to share? I wrote a song about Parkinson's. Oh, tell us. Yeah, tell me about it. This is the story. My friend uh, Garnett uh, lives right around the corner from me. We were downtown. Uh, I don't even remember what we were doing. But we were walking downtown, and I was uh, answering an email or a text, and I was lagging behind a little bit. And Garnett turns around, she says... I hear you coming, which means, you know, people with Parkinson's tend to shuffle their feet. Okay. And I wasn't paying attention. She was just reminding me to pick up my damn feet. Oh, yeah. Good idea in Mexico. So we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed about that. And uh, so I went home that night and I wrote this song called the PD Shuffle Blues. And... um, sent her the lyrics (laughs) and and then I wrote another song about my dog and how he prefers the Canadians across the street to us and uh, he still spent his day on the stairs or on the roof just looking over at the Canadians house (laughs) so this has given me uh, a lot of opportunity to be creative mm-hmm. yeah probably not a lot of creativity in nursing uh, no it's pretty structured <laughs> pretty strict you know yeah necessarily so but uh, yeah so kind of a, almost a completely different life than, oh, than what totally. you had totally back in the United States yeah, yeah. and I just said Yay for Parkinson's. (laughs) What a great attitude. I I love it. Um, it, That that makes all the difference in the world. Um, How you, you know, the old saying, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control your reaction to it. Exactly. And Michael J. Fox says that about himself. What what an inspiration that young man has been. Certainly is. In fact, uh, the... The day I was uh, diagnosed, Ellen had him on her show that day. Wow. And uh, and I've got a couple of his books, too. He's got a great attitude, and he has uh, made something of his life. And I, uh, I intend to... Try to be an inspiration to other people. Yeah. I'm to sure you are. I'm, I'm sure you are. Yeah. Have, by any chance have you recorded that song? I have not recorded it, but I have um, performed it at Rainbow Cabano. <laughs> with Cindy. Cindy talked me into uh, singing that. 
Well, if you, I'll um, make you the offer if you would care to record it just on a voice memo basis and send sure. it to me. I would love to okay. uh, include it with your your uh, yeah. interview here. I yeah. think that would I be mean, really awesome. I do and and send me the lyrics too because we do publish show notes um, okay. with a transcript of, of our conversation, so I can include the the lyrics okay. in the show notes as sure. well. I would I I have a feeling it's uh, very inspirational and would be uh, well worth well, including. Kind of silly song. Even better. I brought my uke just in case you know you wanted to hear it. Oh, if do you want to do it now? Well, I, well, I could. Well, please. How, how, then I don't have to wait for the recording. No, you don't. <laughs> I am not a singer, though. I'm, I am not a singer like Cindy Lou. That's okay. Um, if I recall, she said she wasn't one either, and she just oh, decided yeah, she to became one. Okay, it's called Petey Shuffle Blues. Okay. I got the Petey Shuffle Petey shuffling blues. I got the Petey shuffle, Petey shuffling blues. I go barefoot now because I've worn out all of my shoes. I didn't like shoes anyway. I got the Petey blues because I just can't pick up my feet. since I've moved to Isla Mujeres because of all of the great food that's here on this island. So, sorry. I got the Petey Shuffle, Petey Shuffle and Blues. I got the Petey Shuffle, Petey Shuffle and Blues. It's like I'm walking in molasses or a steady stream of honey and blue. Something like that.
Very cute song. <laughs> Beautiful ukulele, too. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Like Mother of uh, Pearl. That's gorgeous. A, this is a new one. It's, it's this is Abalone. Oh, Abalone. Okay. It's made by Luna, and the Abalone here that marks the 3rd, 5th, and 7th, and 10th frets in the 12th are designed to look like ocean waves. Yes, I yeah. see that. And there's the moon right there. Nice. And then I've got the Abalone right there. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm really glad that we were able to, to talk. I, like I said, several people had said, you need to interview Debbie. She's got a great story. And, uh, and you do. You certainly are uh, a huge inspiration on main things we can control I still in our have lives. enough dopamine in my brain to be happy. That's <laughs> what I, I say. By the time you're diagnosed, 75% of your dopamine is gone, never to return. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. And the way I told everybody that that I was diagnosed with Parkinson's was I ordered this T-shirt that said, will work for dopamine, you know. And I had my son take a picture of me holding this shirt and pointing to it, you know, and looking like, what, what the hell, you know. Yeah. And um, so I think, I'm, you know, I hope, I think I did, by... By treating it humorously from the get-go, it put other people at ease, too. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy camper. I'm, I enjoy life, and uh, uh, I intend to, I don't know, keep dopamine in there somehow. Is <laughs> you know, it's... It's important for right. happiness. And we can't produce it. Uh, we do produce it, but the area that it is produced in your brain, for me, is not is not working. It's not producing it. So uh, that's where your meds come in. Gotcha. Right. And, uh, you know, you always get kind of a little boost when you have like a success in something or or uh, uh, you know you, you're creating something you know it's like running you know you get the endorphins mm -hmm. going makes you feel good so um, I, I don't know I've got to ha I have to have some well what about performing music and have people applause at the end of, of uh, yeah yeah any kind of uh, your songs uh, any kind of positive uh, reinforcement or support uh, helps. So. Great. Yep. Well, I wish you uh, much success in your yeah. endeavors. Thanks. And um, again, thank you so much for your time and well, sharing your story. Me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Don. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit www.overseasliferedesign.com and take the Are You Ready for an Overseas Life Relocation Readiness Quiz. We'd also love for you to become part of our OLR community on Facebook. Thank you for listening.